today in our third week of this Lenten season as we uh, start our journey towards uh, Holy Week, to Monday, Thursday, to Good Friday, and a fabulous Easter Sunday morning. I, I want to talk about today how to keep your joy in the midst of hard times. That's a good word for me. I hope it is for you. How do we keep our joy when we are walking through seasons of difficulty and I want to read a couple of passages of scripture today I want to start uh, in Psalm Psalm 40 I want to read verses 1 through 3 then I'm going to jump to John's gospel so hear the word of the Lord this morning Psalm chapter 40 verse 1 I waited patiently this is David uh, a hymn that David wrote I waited patiently for the Lord he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. And now let's jump very quickly to John's Gospel chapter 16 and verse 33 and this is what the word says I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world you will have trouble but take heart I have overcome the world this is the word of God for the people of God and we say together thanks be to God let us pray almighty God we are thankful today God, that in the midst of troubled times that you, oh God, provide us joy and peace. Even today, Father, I ask that you would bless us, that your Holy Spirit would fill this place, touching our hearts and transforming our minds, that we might walk closer with you than we ever have before. In Jesus' name, amen. For those of you who may not know, um, these last couple weeks have been a very, very difficult time for our family. I received probably one of the hardest phone calls that I have ever received. It wasn't the phone call that I received when they told me that my grandmother had died. It wasn't the phone call that I received when they told me that my Aunt Grace, her sister, had died just a few hours before her. It wasn't the phone call that I received when they said that my Aunt Juanita had died just a few hours after my grandmother. It was the phone call that I received from my grandfather, who was in a hospital bed in Ackerman, Mississippi, recuperating from a broken hip that happened just the week prior. And I, his voice over the phone just drove me to tears. And he said, Jody... Son, when are you coming? He said, our family is falling apart. How do we keep our joy and peace in the midst of difficult times? As I thought about and experienced this situation that we went through, I thought about many of you. And I thought about how so many of you have dealt with and are going through some difficult seasons in your life. That we have friends and church family who are walking through difficult seasons 
and life. And my heart and my mind turn to you. Because, see, you can talk about it all day long. But it's not until you've experienced some trouble, some tragedy, some tribulation, that you can truly give voice to hurt. Amen? You know, Jesus didn't say that we would live a life without trouble. Matter of fact, he said the opposite, didn't he? He said, in this world, you're going to have trouble. You're going to have tribulation. In in this world, there's going to be hard times that trials are going to fall on the just and the unjust alike, that the thief comes to steal and to kill and destroy. See, he didn't say that we would not have trouble, but he promises us that he doesn't turn from us when we're there. That he doesn't leave us when we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. That when we are in those moments that the truth of the matter, even though we can't feel it at the time, is Jesus is walking with us closer than he ever has before. It's not until you get on the other side. You know that story about the, I won't go and sell it all, but you know where the person is walking through the, on the sand and they're looking back at, at a dream in which the Lord gave them. And as they were walking through one season of their life, they looked back and there was only one set of footprints. And they said, Lord, why did you leave me right here in the midst of this trouble? And he said in that moment, remember, where Jesus said it was there. It was in that time in which I was carrying you through. We don't know that until we get a little bit further out to look back and know that Christ Jesus is with us through everything that happens to us. In John chapter 16 of what we read this morning, Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he's telling them that they are getting ready to experience a season of difficulty that they are going to experience grief, that they are going to experience trouble. If you read from my grandmother's Bible, which I did for her funeral, she reads from the King James Version, and it says tribulation. You know what that means? It means distressful, difficult, hard times. And Jesus is telling them that they are getting ready The cross is coming, that uh, his trial, his passion is going to take place. And he's telling them, be ready, because you're going to experience trouble. But then I love those worlds, he says, but be of good cheer. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. That's a word for us today, that we too are going to experience difficult times that we're going to walk through seasons of tribulation but I want you to notice those words of what Jesus said he said but be of good cheer now you think about this he's telling them he is warning them that this is going to eventually cost them their very lives and yet he says be of good cheer How is it possible that we can be of good cheer in the midst of tribulation? 
How is it possible that we can walk through hard times in life and be of good cheer and have joy in the midst of our troubles? Well, first thing I want you to see if you're taking notes this morning is we have to know that there is a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is based on happenings and joy is based on Jesus. Happiness is based on happenings and joy is based on Jesus. I was not happy to get those phone calls. I was not happy to have to do my grandmother's funeral at 10 o'clock in the morning, my aunt's funeral at 2 o'clock that afternoon, and wake up the next day and do another 11 o'clock funeral. I don't even, there was some, there was one single set of footprints in that sand those two days. There came a moment in which I did lose joy. See, if happiness is based on happenings and joy is based on Jesus and Jesus promises us that we can keep our joy in the midst of troubled times and there's something that we need to know first thing rejoice always and in every circumstance rejoice always no matter what we go through Philippians 4 4 Paul wrote rejoice in the Lord always I will say it again rejoice and then in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, he says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I, I was so clouded by what was going on. And you have to understand, I, I grew up in around a very small rural community where everybody are farmers and tradesmen and that's just a very small and connected community and when I got to Mississippi that night my house my, my house my aunt's house was full of people everybody was there the next morning two hours before the funeral and my grandfather wakes up at 4 30 every morning so he had I kept going why are we having a 10 o'clock in the morning funeral I, but he'd been up half a day by then and so that was just a natural thing to to do I, I guess and and I, I'm trying to get my thoughts together and I couldn't write a single thing down I couldn't remember things I, I could I was just struggling to do and to, and to put anything down on paper to organize a single thought. And then I broke away from the group. And I went upstairs. And I put on my headphones by myself in this apartment that's over the garage. And I began to listen to that song that Matt and Adam do so much. It's, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Come flood this place. And fill the atmosphere. Let, let your glory, Lord, that's what we all long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord. And I began to sing those words. And I began to worship God. I began to rejoice in that moment. And I can't tell you what I said, for the most part, when I got up to a packed house at three different services. It was so strange. It was the same people at every service honoring their community. And the Lord walked me through it. You see, we can come to a place, no matter what trouble we 
walk through, no matter what seasons that we have. And, and we can come through a time in which we can have joy in the midst of hard times. And it's because we turn our focus away from our situations. It's not that it's not happening, but that we turn our focus to the Lord and He begins to lead us through. You see, you know what's happened so much, church? We spend more time rehearsing our problem and our situation in our minds instead of rejoicing in the moment. You know what? We need to turn from from rehearsing it to reversing it. Amen? We need to change our thinking. We need to look to that which gives us peace and joy in our life. I promise you today, I have walked through it and am walking through it. And Jesus provides joy. Our joy depends on Jesus. It's when we come to those moments and we can worship God and we can rejoice. Let me tell you, you want to keep your joy in the midst of difficulty? Start rejoicing, not your circumstance. You notice what the scripture said. It said it's not for all things, it's in all things. We're not rejoicing for what has happened. We've chosen to rejoice in what's happening. And when we do, we can not only maybe reverse our situation. That's not to say that we can change the happenings, but we can change what's happening inside of us you remember the story where the israelites they were they were to had to go through jericho in order to get to the promised land and the lord gave them some really strange advice remember that advice they were to march around jericho seven times and on the seventh time the priests were to blow the trumpets that would that is what the priests would do in order for the people to enter into a time of worship and then they were to give a great shout and what happened on that seventh day as they passed around Jericho on the seventh time and the priests drew the, the trumpets and the people gave a great voice, a shout of worship and praise the walls came tumbling down. Let me give you a good word this morning. Start singing some hymns in the midst of your troubles. Start worshiping the Lord in the midst of difficult times. Start rejoicing not in or not for what is happening and in what is happening. And you'll begin to see that your joy won't leave. Because this is what happens when we focus on our problem. When we focus on our circumstance, instead of worshiping Jesus, we start this downward spiral, don't we? We start this downward spiral, and before long, we find ourselves in what the, uh, David said, the muck and the mire, the slime of life, and there is no joy there. There is joy. You can keep your joy when you praise and you worship. You see, happy, happiness based on our happenings and joy depends on Jesus. Now, here's the second thing that I want you to say. Another way, if, if our joy depends on Jesus, number two is this. It's focus on the Prince of Peace who lives on the inside instead of the trouble that's happening on the outside. One of my favorite stories, you've heard it if you've been in church a number of times. If you hadn't, I'm going to paraphrase it for you. In Mark's gospel, there's this story of Jesus and the disciples. You remember, he's uh, preaching to the multitudes beside the sea. And when it's all over, it's late in the evening, he tells the disciples, hey, we're going to get in this boat and we're going to go over to the other side. 
So they get in the boat, and they go to the other side. And the scripture tells us that this great big windstorm rose up. You remember? And the wind and the waves started beating against the boat. And the disciples, they start to get really stressed out. And so they, I can just imagine, the scripture doesn't say this, but I imagine this is what happened. As, they, as the wind and the waves are coming in their boat, they're trying to bail the water out. They are, they are focused on their problem. They are focused on trying to make it. And so they're just bailing the water out. But there's so much wind and there's so much water that the boat's filling up faster than they can get it, it put it out. And the scripture says that they looked at Jesus. Remember where Jesus was? The scripture says that he was asleep on a pillow in the stern of the boat. Now, I, I just can put myself in that place. Jesus, don't you understand? That's what they said. Don't you see that we are perishing? You know what that perishing means? It means they're perishing. They're about to die. They think they're about to die. Their, their circumstance is grave. They think that they have reached the, the very end. And finally, I, I, it was probably Peter, he gets up the courage and he says, Teacher, don't you care that we are about to die? You know, that's not just a story of Jesus and the disciples. That's a story of you and me with Jesus, isn't it? Because oftentimes what we do in the midst of our troubles is we focus on the trouble. It's human nature. We focus on our problem. We, we focus on what the doctor said. Uh, we focus on uh, what's going on at our job. We focus on the, the, the wind and the waves of our lives and the circumstances and the distress and the tribulation. And we try to fix it ourselves and we try to make the, 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 the good come out of it ourselves. And when we've had enough, when we've done all that we can do and we're tired and we're worn out, Teacher, can't you see that we are perishing? But I love what the scripture says. When they woke him up, he, he, he didn't say anything to them. The scripture says that he stood up and he looked out at the wind and the waves. Remember that he says three words, I think it is. Peace be still. And the scripture says that there was a great calm that went over the place I, I believe today that Jesus calms the storms of our life I have seen Jesus calm the storms in people's lives but what I see more than anything it's not so much that Jesus calms the storm but that Jesus calms the person that when we're in those times, and they're coming, that's not to look at the world and say, oh, woe is me. But it's to know that in this life, all you need to do is turn on the news and you hear about what took place in Kansas this week. And you realize that we live in a fallen world in which bad things happen to good people. And the world in which our God created it is not how it was intended to be. And we know that we will in fact face troubles. But when we rejoice, no matter what our circumstances 
when we focus on the prince of peace who lives on the inside and not the troubles that are taking place on the outside, we can keep the devil from stealing our joy. One more thing that I want to say this morning. Surefire way that you can lose your joy in the midst of troubled times is when your source of strength is not in Jesus. You want to lose your joy? Put your strength in something else. See, it happens all the time. I mean, people put their strength in their, their job, for example. Men are real good about this. Uh, our, all of our life and our being is found in our jobs, and we put all of our, it's who we are, and it's our source of strength. And you know what happens when we lose that job, don't you? I've seen men spiral out of control because that was the source. I've seen people who have put their source of strength in their spouse. You know what? I, I love my wife and my children more than anything in this world. I'd go lay down on that train track right down there for them today without a question but Shelly's not my source of strength she can't be she wasn't designed to be God didn't intend it to be that way you know I love my children again I would go lay down on those railroad tracks for my children my children are not my source of strength they were not intended to be it is not their job God did not want it to be that way my money in my bank account, which is very little right now, and in my retirement plan, they are not my sources of strength. Can y'all say amen to not having a lot of money? Amen. It's not my source of strength. It never was meant to be. God didn't intend it to be. Because what happens when we lose those things? What do you do? What do you tell uh, family and friends who lose loved ones? Just like many of you have done. They're not our source of strength. It can't be. And if they are, and you go through difficult, troubling, tribulation-type times, and your source of strength is not in Jesus, but it's in those things, then I promise you, you're on a road to losing joy. Happiness depends on happenings. Joy depends on Jesus if you don't hear anything else I say today I want you to hear that happiness is based on happenings and joy is based on Jesus now I mean that's not necessarily great advice for the world because if you don't believe in Jesus if you don't have a relationship with Jesus those sound like crazy words don't it but if you have that relationship with him you're walking with him. Even if you're not walking with him, but you know him as a source of strength, all you have to do, the word says, that all you have to do is call out on the name of the Lord. <laughs> I love that. And he's there. He's our source. I love Hebrews chapter 12, I believe. Let me look it up. I know it's verse 22. 12, it's not verse 22, it's verse 2. So I got the 12 right, I got 22 wrong. This is what the word says. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, 
and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For the joy that was set before him. I want you to understand what that said. Jesus knows that pain and suffering and the cross is in his near future. He understands that he's getting ready to walk through some tribulation, that he's getting to walk through some trouble. But for the joy that was set before him, see, he looked out into the future, and he said, I know that if I do this, if I walk through this, that it's going to provide life and assurance and salvation and redemption and forgiveness for all people for all times until I come back again. And he said, for that joy, For the opportunity of what will be, I can endure it. You want to have joy in your life? Focus on Jesus. And know that because of the cross of Christ, when we do the doxology, that's what I do. I turn around. Have you ever listened to those words in the doxology? And it's a moment in which we can worship Jesus. And it's the image of the cross. That's why it's there. Because it reminds us of what he's done on our behalf. And because of him, because of the fact that he's defeated death, hell, and the grave, you and I have this wonderful theological word called assurance. That there is a joy to come for each of us. And today, I can endure. Happiness depends on happenings. Joy depends on Jesus. You want to keep your joy in troubled times? Rejoice in everything. Not for everything, but in everything. Focus on the Prince of Peace who lives on the inside instead of the troubles that you are experiencing on the outside. Make positively sure today think about your life this morning determine where your source of strength is you know how you do it ask yourself this question I didn't have this job anymore would I be all right if all my money was gone could I make it through where's your source of strength our greatest problem you know in the United States of America is we need for nothing because we can provide it ourselves but when it is gone I've seen people spiral out of control let's keep our joy by keeping Jesus in the middle of it amen let us pray almighty God we're thankful today for your great love for us that you've called us oh God to walk with you and God you don't you tell us that, it, that it's not that we're not going to experience trouble or tribulation but that you will be with us in the midst of it Lord we like to be happy but happiness depends on our happenings but a true God given joy only comes by way of a relationship with Jesus Christ Let that be so for us today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. This morning, as Mr. Wellman comes to lead us in our class,